0: This week in tech, now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro.
1: This week, eBay celebrates the one-year anniversary of its retail revival program in Akron. Facebook is becoming an internet service provider in Canton. Tiny tech that's big, big fun, and why selfies really do make your nose look bigger. All this and more, coming up... eBay celebrated the one-year anniversary of its retail revival program in Akron with word that it was so successful, they've rolled it out to five other cities now. Warren, Ohio, Lansing, Michigan, Greensboro, North Carolina, Wolverhampton, England, and Halifax, Canada. What it does is provide the operators of brick-and-mortar stores with one-on-one mentoring in how to successfully sell products online, personalized marketing support, and a worldwide platform to sell their goods. City of Akron Innovation and Entrepreneurship Advocate Heather Roschek.
2: The fact that eBay chose Akron to be the first city in the U.S. to launch the Retail Revival Program it was like the best news that we had had all year. I mean, it's, it really means something special when an international company of the size and stature of eBay looks at Akron and says, we choose you.
1: And eBay's head of global giving and impact, Chris Libri, talked about why it was a positive experience for them as well.
3: We just fell in love with the place. Not only the maker spirit, the grit and determination, but also just the warmth and the you know the kindness of everyone.
1: Those audio clips, by the way, complements of SGTV.com. Meanwhile, one of the businesses that benefited from the retail revival program is Akron Electronics firm, Tiny Circuits. So we talked to founder and president, Ken Burns.
3: It's a very modular, almost like an electronic Lego system where people can take different parts and put them together to design their own, whether it's a little robot or different little products.
1: What kind of people use these products? Is it mostly students, young people, or do adults use it too? And if so, what do they use it for?
3: Yeah, it's really all over the place. So a number of students do use it. Our biggest market is really in universities, but a lot of companies and adults use it as well. So anything from creating a proof-of-concept product uh, where they want to test something very quickly, a lot of our company-type customers do that. And then other people just have hobbies that they want to put things together.
1: So what are some of the cool things that people make?
3: Well, actually, somebody just this week uh, is a model maker and is a big Doctor Who fan. And so he sent me a video. He made a little Doctor Who model, and it had a little tiny video screen built into it. But we've, on the university side, we're working with some universities that are creating animal trackers. And so we're working on a small bird tracking system that you can actually attach a GPS to to birds. And the commercial systems that exist now are very expensive, and so we're making a very low-cost one that scientists and researchers can kind of hack with for their own needs and be able to deploy on a wide variety of birds.
1: What's the most popular thing that you're selling both inside the U.S. and outside the U.S., what would you say?
3: So we have a, a little arcade cabinet that's programmable, you build it yourself. Uh, that's by far our most popular product both in the U.S. and outside the U.S.
1: So you mentioned this arcade. I was looking on your website and it's got little buttons on it. So mm-hmm. is it like, like a teeny-weeny Game Boy? Is- <laughs> Is that yeah, pretty much what it it's is? It's
3: kind of like what it is. So we have two versions. So we have a handheld one, and then we also have one that looks like an old-school arcade cabinet. so like a Pac-Man cabinet. And the idea is it plays those old uh, retro-type games. So things like you know Space Invaders and you know, Tetris and fun little games like that. And you can also create your own games for it. And so it's it's based around an open source platform, so there's there's code out there about how you develop games, we have tutorials, and so it's kind of an interesting teaching tool as well for kids or adults that want to learn how to program.
1: That's really cool. I also saw something that was like this teeny weeny little video player.
3: Yeah, yeah, so we, um, again, our standard board's stacked together and so we have a little screen that goes on there. And you can play videos. And we've had we have a customer in Japan that actually made a tiny TV set, and he's <laughs> selling those, and it's doing extremely well. And we'll probably be selling that as our own product here in conjunction with him. But yeah, we've that was the same thing in that that Doctor Who model. They had a small little video screen, and that's really kind of cool. Like the little TVs of this TV that fits in the palm of your hand, and you can watch all sorts of videos on it, and use a remote control to change the channels. <music>
1: For the first time ever, Facebook is becoming an internet service provider, and it's happening soon in downtown Canton. Kyle Quillen, who's CEO of Canton-based Agile Network, says they're working with another networking company, Radwin, and Facebook on a first-of-its-kind 5G broadband pilot project. There'll be
0: a device that gets installed on street furniture, on rooftops, uh, on the sides of buildings, etc., and those devices connect together to create a grid or a mesh that
3: is using artificial intelligence and software-defined networking automatically routes traffic.
1: We'll have more on this story next week. And speaking of Facebook, we found out this week about another big privacy issue involving the social network and some of the apps that we use on our phones. It turns out that many of them are sending your personal data to Facebook, even if you're not a Facebook user. Sam Schechner, who covers technology for the Wall Street Journal, has the story.
0: A lot of apps use a, a service that Facebook offers uh, called App Analytics and App Events that lets an app record what the user is doing in the app, and a really granular level, including sometimes what they enter into the app, and then it gets sent to Facebook. And Facebook can use that information to show the app developer analytics about their users, but also to let the app developer target ads at those users when they're on the Facebook property.
1: And he gave us this example.
0: I had my finger on the, on the phone to test my heart rate, and a few seconds later I saw in the network traffic my heart rate being sent to a Facebook server.
1: So... Months ago, we told you about how both Kent State University and Akron University have formed eSports teams with student video gamers coming together both on campus and traveling to other cities to compete in tournaments. But now in Columbus, Ohio State is taking that to the next level.
2: The Ohio State University recently announced an eSports program starting next fall that includes courses in coaching eSports teams, marketing video games, and managing the business side of. Gaming. There's also a new major, a Bachelor of Science in Game Design and Esports. Shooter games like Call of Duty or addictive phenomena like Fortnite are a long way from traditional college subjects such as literature or chemistry, but with billions of dollars invested in video games, plus the huge money that fans spend on game related merchandise, careers in esports are booming. As a result, colleges are increasingly adding classes focused on esports, the competitive side of video gaming. What sets Ohio State apart is its size, with 60,000 students, and its success in old fashioned sports like football. The school has already introduced three undergraduate esports courses. 10 more are planned for the fall, along with a small esports arena that will seat 80 for the school's competitive esports team and for recreational play. Ohio State's esports program hasn't started yet, but a dean says interest is high. Several students and parents have already contacted the school about it, but it's too soon to know how many people will ultimately enroll. Inside Business, I'm Jeff Colvin for CBS News.
1: Cars have been getting more high-tech for quite a long time, but the question is, is more actually better?
0: Tech often makes cars worse. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. That's the gist of the latest J.D. Power vehicle dependability survey for 2019. Lexus, Porsche, and Toyota are all pretty much tied at the top with the best scores. BMW and Audi do well. Then the tumble starts mercedes cadillac jag land rover acura lincoln and volvo all getting beaten by chevy buick hyundai kia and vw jd power says a lot of the reason is that the more you spend the more headaches you buy because of tech 9 and 10 speed transmissions, automatic parking, collision avoidance technology. All those drive a lot of owner complaints. Now, no, people are often complaining about things being hard to understand or use. Not necessarily broken, but the result is the same. Dissatisfaction. Now, the fact that the most dependable cars include Lexus GX and Porsche 911 proved that tech can work great. Car makers just have to work at it. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com.
1: And finally, no, it's not just your imagination. Selfies really do make your nose look bigger. That, according to an article in the American Medical Association's Plastic Surgery Journal. CBS Tech correspondent Larry Magid explains why. It's called nasal distortion in short-distance photographs, the selfie effect. And that, according to CNET News, could explain why 55% of facial plastic surgeons reported seeing patients who want to look better in selfies. CNET cites a Stanford University study that says that the nose does look wider when photographed from 12 inches away. One solution, of course, is plastic surgery. But a better solution could be improvements to the software in phone cameras. Larry Magid, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week.
0: That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at wakr.net.